Welcome to Soul Chat, the conversation with your soul. I am your host, Ebony Titora from Queens Recognize Queens. It is my passion and my purpose to express not only my fullest potential, but to give you some powerful tools that allow you to step into the queen that you are. With Sunday Soul Chat, I look forward to weekly taking you on a journey of deeper thought and conversation by bringing you thought-provoking conversations that require you to look a little deeper than the surface. I will bring you powerful people who can share powerful tools to assist you in unleashing your fullest potential as queen. Hey everybody, welcome to Soul Chat with Queens Recognize Queens. I'm your host, Ebony Tator, and today I have the amazing Shakira Walston from Shaq Empowers. Hey, 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 hey. Hey girl, hey. I'm so happy to finally get this done and to sit down with you. We did a soul chat together, which was amazing. We've done two Sunday soul chats together thus far. Mm -hmm. Always always great feedback. Um, Mm -hmm. And today we're kind of just going to recap on our brunch. Today is officially one week away. I know. Could you believe that? I can't believe it. because Last week around this time. Oh my gosh. It was just an amazing feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. And I think we both learned so much just being in the element mm-hmm. as well as just the energy and everything that we put together it, for this event. I mean, <laughs> I was thinking about it because when we met almost six months ago now, and just how we just bonded and not I don't want to say through this event together because that's not what happened oh. it, it was curated it was careful we were methodical about it and just the way everything landed in place mm-hmm. may have been some hiccups but for the most part it landed with an end result that we both could be very incredibly proud of Absolutely. um and then now there's just an overflow of ideas and things that we can do and just still getting feedback. It's a week later. Um, I'm just, it's, I'm overjoyed. It's really good. Really cool. Yeah. And one of the things we didn't really get to talk about was just how we connected. I think yes. we kind of breezed over it. Yeah. And it's funny because I sat at a table and I said to them, like me and her didn't, hang out the entire event where we met so we met Mm -hmm. at the great girlfriends conference and you would have thought we would have just met like because many people were meeting like that they were meeting some girls left together and were like oh yeah i just met her but we're gonna go you know hang out and i was like what that's so awesome you know i'm like we literally kind of just uh connected and um exchanged numbers and then talked a little bit about some goals and then we were like hey we'll chat later in the week after this event Yep. Yeah. How cool was that? It was, you know, one of the things that's the beauty of it, and I talked a little bit about this when I, I went live on Facebook. Um, you'd be so proud of me. I went live on Facebook. <laughs> um, branching out. Yeah. So did that and how we met. And it's important to bring this up because a lot of times women, 
we tend to judge each other yeah. and we tend to just be um, reserved. Some, some of us are, some of us are a little bit more outgoing than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were really just, it was no judgment at all. It was, you know, I needed to charge my phone. You were kind of ragging on me a little bit by my galaxy. <laughs> um, and then we just kicked it off from there and just getting, what's your name? And, and you know, me talking about my thing. And um, it's just, that's how it happened. There was no judgment. It was just like super cool conversations, very light. And then sharing our goals and then mentioning, hey, I want to do a vision board session. And I remember saying, I didn't say party. I kind of stumbled a little bit, I think, over the what. I, it was, it didn't say brunch. I was like, session or something. He's like, I've done those before. Let's, let's, um. I can help you with that. And boom, that's how it took off from yeah. there. And then following up, follow, showing up and following up and following through and making sure we did touch base within that first week. Cause it was that by that following before the following Friday, I think it was. Yeah. 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 And just planning it out. And then it was, every, you know, we tried to do every Fridays and then some of it morphed into Saturday, but it didn't matter. We were connecting and making sure we showed up for each other and holding each other accountable. And that was just so dope. Yeah. Um, when I think back, you know, even if there were days we were tired, or we couldn't do it that day, or we had so much going on, um, we just made sure we connected really quickly. What were the, you know, holding such each other accountable for whatever we were endeavoring to do at the, that point in time with respect to the, the, uh, the brunch. And um, I think that was just dope to just really make it happen. And make it happen with someone that you really didn't even know, but we got to know each other better through that time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And just taking it back to what you said, because I mentioned that a little bit at the event, just how we judge each other, right? Mm-hmm. And there's that you meet women and there's that look up and down, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, you know, I'm not going to lie. I've never been that kind of girl, period. Mm-hmm. I just, I've never been very surface. I'm all about the soul, always. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Soul jet. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to lie, when I first started working with women, maybe three years ago when I first started, I realized I had a distrust for people. Mm-hmm. That, that mm-hmm. was a huge breakthrough that came through for me. Um, and I've had lessons of, you know, you do have to, I feel like when you network intentionally, which I feel like the great girlfriends, conference placed me at a different level on Mm -hmm. different reasons but I feel like networking with you one of the things that I was intentional about was okay whoever kind of gravitates towards me and whoever I gravitate towards you know I want to step into these rooms and I want to build yes and I remember you saying that to me Mm mm-hmm um because I'm all about collaboration I love collaboration I think working together with many people we can multitask and we can do so many things on our own mm-hmm. we can mm-hmm. but when you work with someone else and just working with you talking about keeping each other accountable we even had kind of like a brief conversation where you're like before you didn't say like before we go any further but you kind of were like you asked me what were my goals why was I in it Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that conversation. Yep. Yeah. And you didn't, you didn't say anything. You just, you just wanted my feedback. And I was honest with you. Um, but I think more than anything, it represents, 
you know, lifetime relationships, um, mindset breakthroughs, collaboration breakthroughs, sisterhood breakthroughs, just things that so many of us need to open, be open to. Mm-hmm. as well as networking intentionally i am at a point in life and just meeting you at that point and having collaborated with a lot of people no shade towards anybody but you have to network intentionally to get the right people that you're going to collaborate with because i believe our collaboration was so flawless from a team perspective mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and working together and it's almost like you know, we were on, we were in the NBA and we joined a team together and we yeah. didn't have to say, okay, Shakira, you do this. Okay, Ebony, you do this. It kind of just molded into, I did one thing, you did one thing. Um, we did things together. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of rocked it out. Thank God for your daughter. Oh yeah, she's a blessing for sure. She's give a, her a shout out. Let's plug her in really quickly. Yes, <laughs> Rihanna Regine, Visionary Consulting. She. Yes really helped to pull this together and and uh, you know she has experience she's with pulling these types of things together with events overall and um just getting us on track and even though we're very busy um with you know you have your business i have my business and um my nine to five and she just was extremely instrumental in pulling this thing together all the t- all the points that we wanted to touch and we kind of like, oh, you know, coming down to the wire. Yeah, do that. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. whether it's securing sponsors, whether it is, um, you know, it's just sending out an email, making sure that the panelists were good, um, taking care of them. I mean, just it was a variety of things. So um, definitely a shout out to her because just a, a huge help on that front. Um, I do want to take a step back and talk a little bit about um, collaborating because I think a lot of times, and what I found to be very comforting um, is the fact that even though when you collaborate with somebody, there sometimes there are, there can be awkward conversations, right? Mm-hmm. And it was comforting to know, hey, let's just that's why I asked, what did you, what were you looking to get out of this? You know, to make sure that we were aligned. Um, and it could have very well have been, even though we ended up being aligned, but I was prepared if we weren't. Okay. So I still wanted to make sure that what you wanted to get out of it, you're going to get out of it. What I wanted to get out, we're going to get out of it. It could have been very different things, but me, it's, it's compromising if you needed to. Right. And I think that's important, um, to not have these, collaborative efforts where you have people that are too strong-willed that won't be willing to be flexible and bend. Um, now, in this particular instance, we really didn't have to do, there was, to my purview, there was no need to bend. I think we both went into this with the same intentions. Um, but I share that because for the listeners, you know, every time, and I've collaborated a couple of times um, with people where um, we have different agendas. And sometimes the flexibility, you'll have to be flexible mm-hmm. um, just to a certain degree. Or if you feel like you can't really bend, then it's not the right um, collab, you know? Absolutely. So I think that's important. I think it's important to iron out the details. And I think we did that very early on um, and not wait for something to come up um, in front of us and be like, ooh, we didn't really think about how we were going to handle that. You know, granted, there were some certain situations we 
we could have ironed out. But for the most part, going in, um, we were pretty in sync with how we wanted things to flow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And not that, you know, I, I just, I think just from, you know, collaborating and, you know, your experiences with collaborating, I think to make, to be able to build and to not have collaborations where, you know, two people have or many people have many different goals which I think can work too I just feel like when you're aligned with someone it's like a relationship you it can is and build right because if you have a goal you know if I've collaborated with other people and some people the the goals now that I can retract and listen to what you're saying I I don't believe I even had the conversation of the goal thing you know, because people see you, some people see you growing and they just want to work with you. And then you have to weed out who you're willing to work with mm -hmm. as you grow, as you change your goals and your intentions. But I believe when you're aligned, you can build, keep building from there. It doesn't have Agreed. to be, okay, we collaborated. That was nice. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Say, not that those are, are bad thing, but I prefer to build. I'm at a space in my life where I want to build. I want to continue mm -hmm. to build something and to build these spaces that are consistent, not only for you and I, but for other women, because the feedback was mm -hmm. amazing. Despite yeah. the hiccups, yeah. you know, um, I, the feedback to me was, you know, it's what we wanted. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, ultimately it, it, we wanted to touch people. We wanted to have an impact. Yeah. Um, we wanted people, when we talked about this, we talked about the feeling that people will get when they leave. That was very important. That feeling of, I can do this. I can take on the world. I can, I mean, I'm being dramatic as I always am. Um, <laughs> I can take on the world. Um, but I, I, that feeling of, wow, I, I feel empowered. I know what next steps I need to take. Um, I feel inspired. That is what we wanted people to get from this. Um, now the next step, obviously, is keeping up that momentum. Um, yeah. But yeah. Which I definitely, you know, I, I definitely know that was probably one of the greatest takeaways. I think, I mean, that, that's not over the top. I think people really did leave feeling that way. Um, you know, although our panel was younger, Mm -hmm. of age and we had a variety of ages in the group um it really gave and it spoke to the inspiration of being fearless the inspiration of learning younger because mm -hmm. I, I i know that we don't all learn at the same pace i know that sitting in rooms like that are so necessary amongst various age groups because we all do have something to learn from each other, right? So I want to talk about that because I had a lot of time, a week exactly, to reflect. <laughs> seven <laughs> um, whole days. <laughs> yes, I had, I, had, I had seven whole, seven whole days to um, reflect on that. So everybody learns differently. And I think that one of the things, and, and people may or may not have, um, you know, read the little welcome card that we put together, but one of the things that I um, purposefully put on that welcome card was have an open mind. Yeah. Be open, be ready to receive, because a lot of times, and this goes back to the judging thing, when we look at a person, we will size them up. It's in our nature. Mm -hmm. 
it takes a certain kind of person to suppress those feelings. I, it happens to me too, but I have to go in and say, lose that. Yeah. Stop sizing someone up because you don't know what's going to come out of their mouth. But yeah. sometimes when we put that barrier, it's like that first layer of what is this person? Hmm. What are they going to talk about? That first layer. And then if, if they don't grab that individual immediately, then all of a sudden that next layer comes on and they shut it down. Mm. Right. So you have to be, when you, when you come into these types of environments, you have to be open. Your mind has to be open and ready to receive and listen because yes, I will say we, you know, we had a varied um, number of uh, age groups in the room. Um, but as I had an opportunity, you know, Brianna, she had, uh, had some coverage from her phone and I was able to listen again to just one or two questions that the panelists answered and um, in the beginning. And I'm just like, there were some drums dropped for anybody in that audience. They could have gotten something from that. For sure. Anybody at any age group, they could have gotten something from that. So um, I think that you got to be well, you know, any, listen, it doesn't matter if um, the reality is if people criticize Oprah, please. Right. So it doesn't matter who it is. Somebody's going to have something to say, could say. But I think that you have to be willing and ready to just receive, you know, now, not, not that we in church and but receive the word. <laughs> no, I think, no. And I mean, you know, I mean, y'all, that's from, I mean, this is soul chat. And I think the mm -hmm. bigger thing that prohibits us. Mm hmm from growing as people mm -hmm. is what you just explained, which is first, the first layer comes down, mm -hmm. right? It's very egotistical, right? You're judging someone, you have your own perceptions, they say something and then you're like, oh, not listening, right? We are all placed here to learn, to grow, to, I mean, I learn from my kids. I learn from five-year-olds. Mm -hmm. you know? So when we're not open, and I think for me, that's probably been the blessing of just being who I am is that I've always listened. I listened to yes. people. I've always listened to people older than me. I've always listened to just anybody that feels like they got to walk up to me and give me some advice. Yes. You know? yes. Or just mm -hmm. being in a space at a time and a place and you place yourself there. Like you said, I mean, you don't have to be in church to receive a word. Mm-hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and I think that's just really the issue of why people can't grow because they're blocking ways that provide growth, but because of the ego and because of their own perceptions and because of judgments, they'll reject it. That's absolutely, uh, pre right? their own preconceived ideas or notions about an individual right. will prevent them from <clears throat> seeing or hearing or listening to whatever's being thrown at them right. um, and I see it happen all the time um, or they it's that self-importance and you're right it's very much of an egotistical way of thinking yeah. um, but again I mean it happens it's it's no shade on anybody because it happens um, to the best of us it's like we have to just listen I've, I've gone to conferences um, and for work purposes and um, I've had heard some great speakers um, there was one I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you about from when I was working at one of my previous jobs and, um, uh, they brought in a woman by the name of Tiffany Dufo. I might be screwing up her last name. I think it's D-U-F-U. -F -F 
African-American woman, she was so dope, right? Mm -hmm. But in the crowd, it was probably 80% white, okay? Males. But when I tell you this woman, hold, she held her own as a speaker. And I was just, and it's one of those situations where as she got up on the stage and she was talking about taking leaps and she was talking, it was the whole premise behind it was just empowering us as an individual. We were the top 10% of the organization. We were high performers. Mm -hmm. So just keeping up that momentum, looking for your North Star, all of those things, you know, that, that all that stuff. Yeah. But he captivated the audience. But I'm quite certain when she first got on stage, they sized her up. Here they are sizing her up. And I'm praying like, baby, baby girl, please knock it out the house. And I don't even know her. Yeah. I didn't even know her, but I just wanted her to win. Yeah. You know, but, but you just, it's, it's, people will size you up. And um, you just got to let those layers fall and, and try to receive the word. And if you don't do that, if you don't come there intentionally to do that and have an open mind, you're not going to receive anything. Yeah. So I think that, you know, we had some good speakers. That, um, there was a lot of people that gave some great feedback, positive feedback. They received the word, which was great. So um, I really enjoyed that. I think that um, people just felt overall good. The connections, that was the other thing I wanted to talk about. The networking that went on there, people are still talking about it which is amazing. And that's another thing that we wanted to make sure that there are people in that room that can help you to reach your goals, which is one of the reasons why we're creating the Facebook group. We've created the Facebook group, Moving Their Visions, excuse me, to, uh, to make sure we can keep the momentum going and make sure that we can keep those connections alive. And um, I think that is paramount to a person's success because accountability is key so using us as an example we would not have been able to quote unquote move on our visions if you and i didn't keep each other accountable mm -hmm. right every step that i take with shack and powers with the shaking it up with shack podcast um if when i talk to my children about it they and my husband they keep me accountable because if i don't deliver they're like what's up with that like I have friends, you know, case in point, they'll call me out. What's up? What's up with this? You said you was going to do this. You need that. You got to build on that momentum. And I had to keep showing up for you because how, who am I? I'm coming up to you saying, yeah, I want to do a vision board session. And you're like, okay, let's do, let's do this. And then what if I didn't show up? Then I'm a flake, you know? So it, it's a matter of we, 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 that was the beauty of our relationship. Like you were, keeping me accountable for doing this. And when I sat back after a week ago from today and I was riding home in the car and I was beat, <laughs> I'm so tired, but I was like, we did that. Yeah. Accountability is key. And it's, and you never, you, you don't really get like the goals that you create. A lot of times you need people to, to help you to realize those goals. Sometimes you're just not doing it on your own. Yeah. And I think that's it all, I mean, all of what we learn, whether being in business, whether it's starting a podcast, whether it's, you know, committing to your commitments, it's, I always say it's mm -hmm. easy to get started, right? It's easy to have an idea for some, you know, for most of us, you know, we self-sabotage, we procrastinate, mm -hmm. that's a whole nother ball game of self-love, <laughs> mm -hmm. really talking about those of us who do start things, 
right? And you, you have to make, you have to keep your commitments to your commitments. Seriously. Where it comes like, okay, I got this podcast. <laughs> I got this Sunday soul chat. I got, you know, whatever it is that we're doing and really show up when we don't feel like it. Like I had a guest who was, she wasn't her best self when she showed up, you know, for the, for the interview. And I said, you actually did an amazing job. Mm -hmm. And honestly, life is 50% about showing up when you don't feel like it. Yes. And that was one of the gems dropped at the event was Monday ain't always motivational. <laughs> right? It's not. There's been plenty of soul chats where I was beat and I just was so tired when people didn't even know I was pregnant where I was like, I don't want to do this soul chat. I don't want to meditate today, but I showed up anyways. And I would always get great feedback or just people saying, you know, I got so much from that meditation. And I think, you know, that goes back to knowing why you started and your purpose and all those yep. things, you know, so the event you know, being pregnant <laughs> and everyone saying, well, I didn't realize you were that pregnant. You know, that's why it's easy to do what you do, whether you're pregnant, not pregnant, got four babies, two babies, live mm -hmm. out of state, live in state, you know, because it's really getting down to the core and that consistency. Yes. That consistency and accountability. And I think that's lessons that we have to learn as women is the sisterhood, asking for help, Yes. Right? Especially as black women, we want to be superwoman. Yes. Some women in general, we've been trained and taught to just, you know, just carry it all and give, give, give and, and, and not really ask for help. And you know, it's something, you know, with that too, since this is a soul chat, I'm going to bear my soul a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I do struggle with that. Yeah. Um, with asking for help. So it, I don't, you know, it may come down to, I do feel like, okay, let me see if I could do this by myself. And I know that comes down to being from childhood with Absolutely. just doing things by myself and, you know, not worrying about if, if you don't want to roll with me, I'm rolling right over you and I'm gonna keep doing what I'm gonna do. And I'm gonna figure it out. So I know that's where it comes from, but, um, somehow it morphed into, well, if I'm, giving you subliminal, um, i.e. it is subliminal. If I'm giving you subliminal um, notions and things, like you should pick up that I kind of need the help, like offer it. We got to stop that shit <laughs> because I know that's what I do. I know that I may say, oh, I'm doing this thing. And you, you know, my expectation is that the person's going to get those social cues and say, oh, I'll help you with this without me having to ask. Now, I don't know if it's a situation of, and it could be that subconsciously, I don't want to ask for the help. I kind of want them to offer it. Um, but I got to, I, I got It's a continual learning process of letting that go and just saying, hey, look, I know you have this and I know you got those connects. You're going to help a sister out of what? Yeah. And here's what I can offer up for you. Because sometimes it's not about, just getting if you know when i know people ha have things these connections what am i going to offer in return right so um it's a learning it really Absolutely. is and i think that's a great point and i think that's the greatest thing about moving on your visions is that um there's a lot of unknown area that you go into that you don't anticipate mm -hmm. right? kind of like how i said i had to learn i had to trust for people i had a i had to learn that I, same with you that I didn't like receiving help mm -hmm. 
you know, I would, a part of it, you're absolutely right, which is you don't want to ask for help. And the other part of it is you think that others think like you, and maybe you're the yes. person who would see that and recognize that person's load and offer help. So you're assuming yes. they would get it and they would do it, you know, but it's like, it's, it's just a learning curve of growing. And that's part of our best selves is getting over those hurdles, those hurdles that are so mm -hmm. internalized. You know, I think people think it's this, um, this magical thing that just, I don't know. Cause I know I've been there too, where you think, okay, let me just think positive. Right. Cause we've all had, most mm -hmm. of us have had pretty interesting childhoods, you know, just for the generation we've grown up in. Mm -hmm. We had to do a lot of things on our own where we didn't have, you know, maybe we had parents that worked, but they weren't emotionally available. Or maybe we just didn't have either, you know, it was this so yeah. situations that made us who we are, which we have to be grateful for. But then when you start doing these things and you're like, wow, like that makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. For help. That makes me so uncomfortable. Um, and really just getting over yourself and, and knowing, okay, well, if I do ask for help, you can't just be a taker, right? Offer that person. What can I, what, what value do I bring to the table? I, I listen, I, again, I'm really big on self-reflection. Um, and I just think that it is, it, it's something that I'm definitely working on because to your, going back to that point, um, it's off. It's also knowing, okay, what can I offer up um, in exchange for the help that you're going to give me? Um, because I used to suffer, like when people would pay me compliments, I had a hard time accepting them. But I, on the flip side, I give someone else a compliment, but I had, I don't, again, childhood, right? I just had a hard time and it was me. Are they, are they lying to me? You know, I would never, I trust. Trust was a big, it was a cornerstone to that because I was like, oh gosh, yeah, whatever. You know, I would take it, but I wouldn't believe them, mm -hmm. you know? And that's just, again, um, something that I have to work on because um, it's about trusting people. It goes, goes back to just childhood issues and not trusting um, that someone's going to be true to their word and what they're saying, or they're only telling you that to get something from you. Mm -hmm. um, so all those things, you know, have, they all play into how we move as adults. But I've tried to just think through each situation. If I could do it on the spot, great. But if I can't, it's like, okay, how could I have made that better? Is this person, what, is what this person is saying, is it true? Um, and if it is, what am I going to do with that information? How do I, should I react? Um, if I reacted in a way that might have been negative, is there anything I can do to repair that? Um, I can't, I'm constantly always thinking about, even looking at some of the footage, quite frankly, I've been even during the event, like I have a serious case of resting bitch face. Oh my God, this shit is crazy, <laughs> it is crazy. I mean, girl, like you, you are just all this, and glowing and always smiling and I got the fucking screw face on like crazy and I know I gotta work on that I I have to work on that an old an old boss of mine she actually she wasn't even a boss she was a client um but my sponsor and um about five six years ago she you know we, that whole term resting bitch face came up right and she was just like um we were laughing about it because we read about some celebrity and she was like you know 
you, dude, she was like, dude, you got that heavy. And I'm like, what? I didn't realize it. But I so do, you know, and I got to work on that. Because then it makes people feel like they're not, you're not approachable. You know what I mean? For sure. Self-reflection. Just got, you got to work on those things. I think I'm 50-50 and I think I've worked on it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just being a Capricorn woman, I think just as Capricorns, people think we're very unapproachable because we take life very seriously. Um, I've been there. I've so been there. And it depends. Like, it depends on the setting. It depends on where I'm at. Um, it depends on what I'm doing, but mm-hmm. I've totally worked on it and had to, it's like, it's like <laughs> almost like looking at yourself in the mirror and just being like, like just like pulling your cheeks up, like, smile, 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 because I mean, it's, I mean, where I live right now, um, there's a lot of psych centers and there's a lot of really off people like I, I it's so the guy who created just to give you reference the guy who created twilight zone that was based on this area get right? out no so i have a rod i have a rod serling high school diploma it was rod serling who yes twilight zone, right <laughs> wow what a fun fact fun fact yeah but growing up here you know you just we develop how we develop like you talk about childhood and all these things and this is a great lead into what i want to talk about next but um you know i think you could agree with this too growing up in new york you don't walk around smiling you're like a target no you don't certain areas you know what i'm saying susceptibility to get messed with yeah no seriously (laughs) you gotta put your 50 cent face on you know it's like you just you just you know, and out here is very much like that, where I've worked at jobs where I had to tell women, like, you're not being safe. Mm-hmm. You're not being safe if you're being too talkative and too nice. Cause I, you know, I'm, I've always read people and everyone doesn't have that skill. And I didn't realize that until I started doing different things where I'm like, wow, that's really a skill that I could just read people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and some people it's, it, it, they look at that smiling as a, as a, as a, um, invitation however mm-hmm. going back to resting bitch face and knowing you have that face knowing where you're at knowing where to put it mm-hmm. knowing the place and time mm-hmm. um but i can't wait to see the footage <laughs> no oh my god it's 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 crazy and and you know the the funny thing about it so you know really quick and then we can move off of the art um rbf the resting bitch face but it came, it reared its ugly head again. So in the summertime, and this, this shit had me rolling, um, I did a photo shoot. And I had, um, Chasing Denise, shout out to her because she's dope. Um, I did a photo shoot and she, she told me, I was taking pictures and I'm really trying hard because I know I have this issue. And she would say, she was so eloquent. She was like, um, could you just make your face softer? <laughs> and I was like, I am trying, girl. And, you know, we just had, to, I, it, I have to work on it. So, you know, those are those learning things and, you know, situations and, and just things that do a lot of self-reflection. I watch my body language because I wonder, I don't want to be, people always will have a preconceived notion or idea about you based on what they see. And I'm trying to make sure that I'm putting out the right type of energy. And I think that 
you know, maybe that it comes down to the energy, right? Uh, if I'm putting out and I'm in a different, a good state of mind, then I will have my body language will show that as opposed to being so wound up and uptight. So pretty interesting. For sure. Yeah, I got some tips for you when we get off of here. Why cool. I'll take you up on that. Overall, your energy is amazing. And I think as a collaborator, you know, just people who I know personally, mm -hmm. um, you know, everyone's sizing everyone up. Everyone's trying to connect, you know, and network. And the last thing you want from me specifically for these type of events is for people to say, I didn't really like her energy. Right. right. I work with you and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, they're kind of like, well, I like her. And they're like, I didn't like her, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, I think you put off amazing energy. And in this space, regardless of that thing, you know, you, you take you take it very seriously when there's things to be done. Um, but I think overall your energy is amazing. Aww, thank and you. You offered you offer great energy, but the, the other uptightness might be <laughs> Little of an issue, <laughs> but I don't think you gave that away at the event. But I think this is a perfect lead-in, really, to our collaboration on the Moving on Your Visions workbook. Yes, um, because we kind of just um, we talked about a couple things that we would put in. You, uh, we same way we collaborated and brought what we both both had to offer from the table, um, to the table. And I love that we covered really tactical business ways to create goals, maintain goals. Yes. Hold yourself accountable. Yes. That's big. I think we definitely need people to hold us accountable, but holding yourself accountable for me is something that travels to every area of your life. Yes. Once you start to do it, then you're not, <laughs> you're not the mom that's everywhere. We all have our moments where it's like, you just want to throw confetti and just say F it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can, right? Yes. But I think overall, when you can get yourself in a groove of not doing things halfway, not showing up halfway for the important things in your life and holding yourself accountable to a certain level, mm -hmm. um, it's really important as well as the healing parts. Yes that we brought into the book as far as, you know, those, those, um, those negative things that we're saying to ourselves or recognizing, yeah. I have an issue with accepting help. You know, sometimes I don't, you know, accept compliments or trust people, trust other people's intentions mm -hmm. and really getting to the root of that because in business, what I have learned is that you won't in life business, you're not going to operate out of love, right? They say we mm. operate out of love and fear. You're not going to operate out of love, joy, and just purity of innocence and thinking. Not that you don't need to be smart, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. But you're, we're, we're feeding into that little girl within us or that those feelings that mm -hmm. make us feel insecure or make us feel fearful about um, the uncertainty when it comes to other people. Mm-hmm. And I love, I love the book and we are planning to do a free webinar for everybody on December yes. 30th. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. At 11 a.m. Um, and we'll have a way for everybody to purchase the book if they have not done that yet. 
Um, if you were at the brunch, then you do get to um, just bring your book with you and attend for free because that was something that due to just some time and some other things that came up, we were unable to really work through that book. Um, and I find that so phenomenal because I think the two together, when I really looked at the workbook, which mm -hmm. talked about teamwork. Yes. Um, when I really looked through it and I, and just, this is to me is just alignment. And if there's one word that I had for 2018, it was alignment. Mm. Literally right. I don't know if it was before I met you or I, I almost want to say it was probably that week after I met you and leaving that conference, I literally let go big opportunities mm. because it didn't resonate. It wasn't mm. aligned. Right. And I had to address some issues of, well, I just really want to be known and wanting to be known. I'm dealing with someone giving me pennies when I deserve dollar bills. Mm -hmm. Right. And just mm -hmm. really looking at that and knowing what doesn't align with me, but back to the workbook, I think we're so aligned that we were able to, I mean, we could probably write a book together, like a real book, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but putting that together and really helping women to see, you know, visual, visualization mm -hmm. and creating smart goals and how to break down a goal and mm -hmm. how to step back and ask yourself fulfillment questions ask yourself healing questions, create affirmations so that you're speaking to yourself positively um, on, the, on that next level. So I don't know if you guys can hear this. I hope you can, because this goes back to the twilight zone. <laughs> do you hear this alarm? Do you hear the alarm? I do. I heard something going on. I didn't know what it was. It sounded like a- Yes, America. America, listen to this. This is, that's the fire. That's the fire department. But- that those are like the alarms from like when did they probably started those in like the 1800s <laughs> i know the first time i ever heard that alarm like that um i think i was in nyack mm -hmm. and you think it's like the end of the world <laughs> <laughs> it's like armageddon yeah seriously so america <laughs> all is well the world is not ending ebony just happens to live in a really small town um, that decides to still use funky alarms like that. But anywho, um, I think that was just an amazing book that we put together and I'm definitely excited about doing that webinar and continuing yeah. building on mindset, on healing, um, and really being able to take ourselves to the next level, but to do it together. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm excited about the webinar. I'm really proud of the outcome. I'm really proud of that deliverable with the workbook because a, a lot of effort was put into it. And we wanted to make sure that it was something that was actionable, but also peeling back the onion, if you will, and going through those layers. So, and we'll, go, we'll get into it in the webinar, but talking about your values um, and what what is important to you because chances are, and I talked about this during um, the Moving on Your Visions Power Brunch, when you value something and it's really and truly important to you and your goals are truly aligned to your values, you, there's a higher probability that you will attain and reach those goals because you'll rest on when the going gets tough, your values and your why behind 
why you want that goal. So we talk about that in the book in terms of just outlining your values and talking about um, having you give thought to those limiting beliefs that you have about yourself um, because all of those little things that are in your head and those naysayers that are in your head. And sometimes we have the outside forces of people saying, you can't do that. Or who do you think you are? But it's really what's in our head that we got to really contend with. Absolutely. When we start believing that crap. So we, we have you give some thought to that and then write some affirmations that can counteract, if you will, those, um, limiting beliefs. So I'm really, truly proud of just the collaborative efforts that we put in to writing that book because it was no easy feat um, because we're a little bit, you know, the wanting to perfect it. <laughs> um, but just the outcome and overall the feedback that I've gotten so far, people have already started to, to use it and, and put it to use is that it's been very helpful. So um, I'm really happy about it. I can't wait until we do the webinar and really do a deep dive into it and just hear some of the questions and just being able to attack that. Like I get really revved up with that stuff. Um, and just to really put, put it to use. I think it's going to be, um, it's a real, it's a really good, good um, deliverable. I'm really proud of it. Proud that we were able to include it in the swag bags. Um, and I think people will benefit from it. I know people will benefit from it. I think yeah. it's amazing. And I think that's the beauty of um, learning and growing. Mm -hmm. um, whether it's me doing meditations, like I talked to you the other day, and to be able to receive feedback of people that now are okay with doing meditations and I've kind of converted them. But I think when you go through a journey and going back to what you said about aligning goals and values, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know that we always are aware that they don't align or that mm -hmm. your goals are not even your goals, that your goals might be based off of influencers that you follow, that your goals might be based off of what your parents said you should do, or that your goals are based off of some ideal that you have of life. You know, and I think most of us that are older, um, or anyone listening to this is you have an ideal of even what marriage is. You have an ideal of what being a mother, uh, you have an ideal of, we talked about this in our soul. Yes. yes. Of, of what things should look like. We have these images and if we don't really get real and align them and really step back and know what we want, who we are, there's this fuzzy gray line of just going through the motions and mm -hmm. doing something for the sake of doing it and not doing it because it aligns with us. Yes. You know, yeah. so I think that probably was the most important thing. And I think that's the blessing of, like I said, learning and growing in life and us being able to come put this book together. Cause I think if you do that every year, mm -hmm. if you use this book every year, maybe we'll change the color next year. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you use that every single year and you adopt that mentality of, because I think you always have to assess, right? Thinking always. The wheel of life. Mm -hmm. The wheel of life is because life is, as long as you're breathing, you're alive. So you need to look at the wheel of life. And it, yes. it can be unbalanced at many times. Maybe you're hitting all your goals, but your health is suffering. Maybe you're hitting all your goals, but your family life is suffering. Maybe you're, you know, there's always areas for improvement all the time because we're always improving maybe you're hitting your goals and your spiritual life isn't where you want it to be so you know I think there's always room for growth and that book is something that could be used year after year after Agreed. year 
Agreed. Accountability on, on like a spectrum of who we are. Mm -hmm. So I know people will absolutely walk away with it. Um, but I just want to wish you a pre happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and oh I'm so gosh. sorry to do this to you, but I want you to tell the audience how old you are only because you don't look it. That's number one. Mm -hmm. And I think that the greatest thing that I love just, just even looking at the pictures and just being around your family, um, because I'm upstate, I told you I'm upstate, so I don't get to be around a lot of melanated folks <laughs> all the time. And it's just amazing to see your family, your husband, your children um, working together. That, yeah. that was who, you know, really helped us push through the event amazingly. Um, and just to see how mature and just amazing they were and okay. just how you guys are as a team. You know, I know no family, you know, this, a family's a family. You guys are a unit. Let's get, not even getting into perfectionism because I don't care about any of that, but yeah. just to, you know, I have my, my oldest is nine. So just yeah. to see how we can move on our visions and how mm -hmm. we can incorporate our families into what we do and not mm -hmm. make it um where they're not a part of our lives and they're not a part of what we do and i know it for you you kind of just like y'all are helping me <laughs> <What>? <laughs> this is your job <laughs> it's either that or i guilt them yeah. i mean i'm i'm gonna be honest with you i i it's so to answer your question i will be 43 on tuesday Yay. and you know i used to it's funny, if you were 10 years ago, if you'd have been like, girl, I'm put you on the spot and ask your age, and be like, what? <laughs> but now I embrace it because it's, it's no lies told. It's like, that's the age I am. I've done a lot. Um, I've accomplished quite a lot. And there's so much more I want to accomplish. But, you know, the way, the way I have raised my kids, um, I try to be very, very real with them. Um, and I do, you know, when they were younger, it was a little bit by fear. Um, but more so is melt like that guilt was in it because I wanted them to know, you know, I, I joke now, I'm so sorry. I'm so, I'm just a drama queen. So when they don't do something I want them to do, I'm like, oh, you don't love me. You don't love your mother, you know? And I'm going to like, oh, you know, they all know like, ma, come on. But it is guilt. But even when it comes down to school, it's like, you are a representation of us. Now, I was saying that for so many years and I started again, that self-reflection and thinking things through as a parent, I've evolved. My husband and I have evolved in terms of how we're raising from the, the two older ones down to the two younger ones. Um, there's no real, you can read all the Dr. Spock books and all that shit. And believe me, when they were younger, I read some of those parenting books. The reality is there's no one foolproof book that's going to help you navigate when you send your child out into the world. When they become teenagers and they start really soaking up and like they can be opinionated when they're preteens. But when they start to really be like they're teens in between 13 to 17 and there's so many different um, influences and now with social media it's even harder because with my older two there was no social media towards the end when they were older right yeah. but now 
it's with the younger ones, there's so many different influences and they start to really become uh, just having their own opinions and developing on their own ideas. And I start to really think about, okay, yes, you're representing us, but now I'm trying the narrative is shifted. Like you are representing you. How do you want to be perceived? You know, mm-hmm. um, do you want to be embarrassed? So I'm changing that a little bit because before it's like, oh, you don't want to do this because you know, it's, it's the Walston household name, you know, but the reality is you are the one taking those actions. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, now it's funny because my youngest, who's my mini me, she'll, throw it right back at me like if I'm coming to the school and she's like oh mommy what are you wearing you know all this stuff like um because she'll say you're representing me you know that kind of thing because she's just regurgitating but the reality is I shifted my narrative a bit um as my kids are you you still there I am okay yeah as my kids got older I noticed um that it's less about me and my husband, it's, they're humans and they're going to be, I want, I want them to be, I want them to feel comfortable and living out their lives, not doing what mommy and daddy wanted me to do. Yeah. That's so important because each one of them are different individuals and I just don't want that pressure. And I, and I, I know, I know that there has been pressure on them. Um, because they want to live up to whatever expectations that we have for them. But the reality is I'm trying to take that pressure away and say, be who you want to be, do what you want to do. If you, I'm joking, but if you want to paint cats and shit, if that's what you want to do and sell, let me help you buy the freaking canvases. Right. Um, I don't want to diminish that because I feel like that's not going to be uh, uh, a career that's going to give you, uh, you know, you can live out your wildest dreams. Now, what I will do is I'm going to paint the picture. I'm like, okay, well, you want to live in a house like this? How are you going to afford that painting cast? Walk me through it. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a realist, but if that is your passion, let's talk about it. Um, let me help you do that. So I, cause I feel like there's so much pressure with parents trying to put their kids in a box and, um, have these just sometimes we put pressure on the kids because we want them to do the things that we didn't even get a chance to do Absolutely. and that ain't right Absolutely. that's not right so I, I really my whole parenting the narrative just how we do things is um it's just change and I think that's okay because we're human yeah and I think that's the that's the thing that I think just many generations um before us missed is the evolution of self the evolution of family Mm -hmm. the evolution of just what the world is going to be yeah it's it's going back to my town that has weird alarms that go off that sound like armageddon yeah Um, you know there's a lot of people that are older here it's a very um older population where you know the opinion is i wish things were the way they used to be in the 50s yeah progression is a part of life Growth is a part of life. If you're, if you're not growing, if things aren't growing, if things mm-hmm. in nature do, do not continue to grow, there is only death. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I really love that. And I love those pointers because I know that for myself, you know, and just being self-reflective, I think that's self-reflection, that self-awareness of our impact on, you know, what we say, what we do, 
on a on a huge scale, but just parenting as me parenting as a mom as well, and not wanting to for my kids mm-hmm. to feel pressured into um, being something that I want them to be. Because I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. Uh, I've had to get over that. Mm-hmm. Far as how I like my house, we've joked about that on Soul Chat. <laughs> yes, <laughs> where I'm like, it better look like that. That spread in better homes, you know. Where yes. being a mom, being realistic, and saying, you know, well, I don't have to wash the dishes before I go to bed, and that doesn't mean I'm a bad mom, right? You know, just like right. really simple things like that. But um, before we go, because I know you said there's so much that you want to do, and just for those of you listening. You know, there's so many people that I deal with and there's so many people, you know, clients that I work with. I literally just had one yesterday who we were going through, you know, that feeling of I should be further in life or I should have did this or I could have, could have done that. And I don't mm-hmm. see you that way. I see you as a very much of a powerhouse. And like you mm-hmm. said, if you felt you were going to do something, you did it. Yeah. But for those of us out there, young, old, you know, you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to you know, it, life is progression. And I just want to hear from you. Um, Cause I think 43 is amazing. I, so I'm going to be 31. Mm-hmm. I'm a December baby too. Mm-hmm. And I still, I feel like I'm not really an adult until I'm 40. <laughs> oh no, girl. <laughs> I could have 10 kids up until then, which I'm not, but I just feel like you're not, I don't feel like you're really an adult until you're until you're 40 that's when you feel solid in adulthood maybe 35 and older Mm -hmm. I don't know we'll see Mm -hmm. Um, but just some of the greatest life lessons that we've learned just tell me just give me two life lessons Mm. I just want to know what what are you what what footprints are you are you seeking to leave Mm -hmm. yeah I, I think um it's interesting because my, my answer to this now at 43 probably would be very different um, at 31. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, it's the footprints that I want to leave right now is I want to truly inspire. I want people to look at me and, and see that it didn't matter what age, whatever her goals were, she was going for it. And I want to inspire people to just lose those limiting beliefs and making excuses of why they can't do something. And then just, you're just killing time that you can use in terms of propelling yourself forward because I was there and I, I, I used to think that way. And I just want people to feel empowered and feel strong and feel like they can achieve despite the odds. Um, that they can achieve whatever it is that they want to do. Um, I want my kids to look at me and see that. That's very important. So when, when you say that, it's like impact the world, but it's really like who's in my nucleus and the people that I touch, the people that are in my area that I can actually touch. Um, I think that's important for me. I get so much joy from that. Um, just hearing it. I get so much joy because it makes me feel good. I don't need a pat on the back. I just, just knowing that um, even when it's quiet and, you know, when, when people, when you know that you've had a positive impact on someone, at least for me, that's better than, this is going to sound crazy, but it's even just more fulfilling than getting paid. It has always been, it's free. Right. But it's just fulfilling. Um, 
there there is I don't know if I told you this or mentioned this on the last, um, our very first soul chat, but um, I remember I was, I didn't even have Bria yet. So I was probably still maybe 19, 18, 19 years old. And um, I was on Fordham Road in the Bronx and I was going to school, going to college. And I met up, I had to stop in the store um, to get an outfit because me and Big, we were going out. Right. So I bumped into this woman and I was talking to her young woman and she, we, we just got to talking about school and stuff like that. And, um, she was telling me that, uh, you know, she wanted to go to college and all the things that she wanted to do. And I was just, I didn't even know her, but I just felt compelled to just share my story. And I'm just like, look, you know, short of just talking a little bit about being in this functional household, leaving at the age of 16 years old, just going out on my own and doing my own thing. And I'm like, you, I had my own apartment at the time. I was like, you can do these things. You have to work for and just really encourage. I don't even know her name, Ebony, Mm -hmm. but it was just, I felt like I had to share that. And then kid you not, I saw this woman two years later and she, she was tapped again on Fordham road. (laughs) And she tapped me on, she was just, she, we didn't even exchange names, but she was like, I saw you. And right on, which is a store that's, I don't even know if it's still there on Fordham Road. And I was like, yeah. And I saw her face. She was like, do you know that I graduated with my associate's degree? How cool is that? You know, so I, it was just like, wow, that's great. You know, she's like, I graduated with my associate's degree. I'm going to go back. But at the time she was pregnant. She's like, I'm going to go back, but I do have a job. And she, it was, that made me feel great just to have that impact. So when you talk about leaving the footprint, Especially, I, I really feel like I want to do this for people that are in those areas, like in the hood, like on Fordham Road, like on Creston Avenue, like, you know, to me, because sometimes those individuals feel like they just have no way. Yeah. And I, I, I really want to touch them. I, I'll touch anybody that I come in touch with, but those, I, I feel like they'll resonate well with me. And they'll hear my story. Although sometimes I think sometimes I'm a little, they, they, people think because if they see what I have, they think I'm out of touch, but I'm so not. Um, because I remember when we had nothing, when we lived in an apartment, we didn't have shit. So I, I just know, and I know the work it takes. And I just want to share that story because there's just power in sharing a person's journey because you can just impact so many people. So that to me may sound like, um, I don't know, like it's not, grandiose but it is for me it is mm-hmm. I really think it is and I think <clears throat> any person's version um and if I could coin for all of you that have been listening to this soul chat if I could coin people's responses and everyone always feels that you know if if you going back to painting cats if you said I want to leave footprints by painting cats like you know I think whatever it is that's on our heart and the things that we're compelled to do, especially sharing our story. That's such Mm -hmm. a simple thing that we become so selfish with, so protective Mm -hmm. of, so, uh, you know, we want to keep it under locks. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to share because it hurts. Sometimes it hurts. Let's go back Mm -hmm. to the workbook. Let's talk about some healing, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, in sharing our story, I always say to people, you know, your story creates um, you know, you're freeing someone from shackles with your story. Yeah. It's just such a simple thing. It's such yeah. a simple thing for us to know we're not alone. And I mean, we could get into this whole spiritual thing. I don't even want to go there, but it's, it's such a spiritual level of 
separateness. Yes. Separateness is what makes us make very bad choices. Separateness is what makes us have a very, very bad outlook about ourselves, about others, and not feeling connected. Mm-hmm. So going back to holding the brunch, going back to getting in a room with, you know, women of all colors, Black women, being kind, being nice, having a great time, mm-hmm. lifting each other up, coming together for a sole purpose. S-O-L-E. <laughs> You know, I think it just, it, there's so much, there's so much impact that is created unknowingly with your podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a client who was like, I think I listened to her podcast. Is she really monotone and calm? She's like, I don't know if she needs to come across that way, but I love her. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, sharing your story and being, having that intention for when mm-hmm. you show up and yeah. having that want. I think if there's anything that we must do before we leave this earth is to share our story in some way. Yes. You know, you don't have to write a book. Maybe you're just going to to high schools and volunteering for an hour. Maybe you're, I don't know. I don't know. People have to figure out what works for them. But I know that that's probably one of the biggest ways to leave your legacy. And it's such a simple thing that so many of us fear sharing our stories because we want to be judged or it's, there's in there. But if there's one thing that I know for sure, it's that sharing your story creates this momentum in someone else's life like could you I mean I'm sure you were like all I did was give her a quick pep talk you know but, and she went you know mm-hmm. but you know I know that that's your purpose mm-hmm. I know I'm that it. Just yeah. from, you know everything that you said with your kids and even being a transitional parent as we transition our children transition too and you you know you might have to have those sit downs like honey when when you were nine girl I was a little off kilter I was still learning you know <laughs> my kids know I'm still learning I'm still growing. yeah I let them know I'm your teacher I'm your I'm your student you know this is kind of just a full circle deal that we got going on but yeah yeah um, you know I know that's your purpose for showing up and I know that that key thing that you talked about and being big on self-reflection. Mm-hmm. It's big. It's, it's huge. It's important. Um, it's important. Yeah. It really, it's truly is. It really is a lifestyle because mm-hmm. everyone doesn't, um, you know, it's like with my friends when we're driving to New York and they're like, you ever heard that song? And I'm like, I'm like girl, I have no time to listen to, new albums and they're like how don't you have time and I'm like what could because if there's one thing I'm addicted to it's self-improvement if there's one thing I'm addicted to it's self um awareness and 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 reflection and taking that time to think and get clear and spend time with my kids and just be present all these different things that make life um all the more fulfilling so I just thank you Oh, thank you to work with. I thank you for all your amazing words that you shared with us today. I mean, honestly, to me, you know, I think leaders come in very different forms. Um, And we, as a leader, that doesn't mean you have to be the president of the United States. It doesn't mean you have to be a politician. Uh, But I think there are so many qualities about you that um, just make you an impeccable leader, an impeccable person to work with. And even some of the things you were saying earlier, I'm thinking in my head, that's what makes a good leader when you can listen to people and you can be open and you can be willing to learn and you can be self-reflective and you can be evolving and you can just be impeccable in what you do and being aware of what you do and not being afraid to fail 
or to say you failed or to continue to win. Just so many, I could go on forever, you know, but I see that in you. So thank you. Even for me being able to step back and I've said this to my friends that this is probably by far my favorite. It is my favorite event that I've ever done. Well, working with you, I love the energy from everybody in the room. New York City women are lit. I knew it already. So I've spent enough time in New York City to know that that would definitely be a great atmosphere. Um, so I just want to thank you. Thank you. Thank and you. I thank you. To continue building. Um, again, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. <laughs> happy, happy birthday. Let us know where can we find you. And I definitely want for folks to show, to tune into your podcast, Shaking It Up with Jack, because it has some amazing guests, amazing pointers. And can you hear me? I can. Okay, awesome. So yes, you can find me at on Instagram, Shaking It Up with Shaq. Um, that is the podcast. It's an inspirational podcast um, where I have some solo um, conversations. I'm just airing and trying to empower individuals to go after their passion and purpose. And then I have interviews with individuals um, to just showcase their journey in the hopes that the audience can listen in and tune in and be inspired to level up and shake things up in their own lives. Uh, And then on Instagram as well, Shaq Empowers, which is um, S-H-A-K-E-M-P-O-W-E-R-S, as well as Twitter. I am on Shaq and Powers on Twitter as well. And then Facebook, um, Shaq and Powers as well. So um, all, all of those different handles, you can find me at Shaq and Powers and or Shaking It Up with Shaq. Um, and listen, I just am so happy that we were able to meet and just collab. Uh, you're a beautiful person. Always love and light. Um, like I said, you oh, just shine and bright, girl. And I'm the one with the screw face. <laughs> we compliment each other. <laughs> um, but no, it's been really great. Um, just the positive energy, the positive vibes, uh, which is paramount um, for our success as we move on our vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of need that. Um, so definitely, definitely just grateful. Um, God makes no mistakes. So we were supposed to meet you were supposed to talk about my my galaxy s7 edge you know and (laughs) and be like girl you need to get that iphone um so and six months later i finally did but um yeah so no it was it was i truly believe that everything happens for a reason and i think that um you're supposed to be put in my path um and I'm just happy that we were able to collab. So and looking forward to the future and future collaborations and just building and, and growing and learning. I mean, I'm all for it. I'm ready for it. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So you guys make sure you go follow her. I know you've enjoyed this conversation because you can never not enjoy a really good soul chat. And just so you know, your payment for this podcast is please make sure you rate us and leave a review, leave your feedback and go follow Shakira on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Shaq Empowers, shaking it up with Shaq, shaqempowers.com. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and make sure you tune in next week for another powerful episode with powerful people offering you powerful tools yes awesome thank you for tuning in to soul chat with your host ebony tutora 
Make sure you hit the subscribe button, leave a review, and if you love it, share it with your friends. And make sure you join us next week for another conversation with your soul, bringing you thought-provoking conversations that require you to look a little bit deeper than the surface.